Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. This episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast is brought to you by A Crash Course in Transformation. If you want to get fitter, faster, stronger, leaner, happier, more organized, and just have a super badass life, then A Crash Course in Transformation is for you. Through customized workouts, nutrition education, one-on-one coaching, and a badass community, we help you create the life that you love and get on the path to sustainable living in just 12 weeks. Click the link in the show notes to join us or go to chrissycrash.com. What's up, my friends? Chrissy Crash here. Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash podcast. We are launching a brand new Chrissy Crash podcast what did you call it? Not like not a section series, if you will, called study, practice, and teach. And I am very, very excited for us to get to have these conversations because, you know, one of the things that I really believe about, about learning and growth and evolution is that it's not so much, you can't just study this stuff. Like you can't just read books, read books, read books, read books, take courses, take courses, take courses. You actually have to put what you've learned into practice. Like you actually have to like do it and do reps of it and suck at it, get better at it, figure it out, go through the fucking mud and do the whole thing. And at the end of that, part of really solidifying that, that learning is to teach it. And it's one of the reasons why inside of my crash course programs, we have a community element because it's not just about learning this stuff for yourself. It's about when you teach it to someone else, you actually like make that learning and more solidified for you. And so we have decided to do this super awesome segment where we are going to feature some amazing humans that have really come through some amazing transformations and have gone through this process of really taking an area of their life, studying the shit out of how to transform it, and then practicing it, transforming those areas of their life. And then now giving those amazing humans the opportunity to teach that to other people, because I think it's really cool for you guys to hear from me, but I think that also it's really amazing to get to hear from like other people that are transforming their lives. And so I'm really, really excited. So our very first study, practice and teach guest is Kehlani Anderson-Andre. And she has been a member of Crash Course since 2017. So Kehlani has gone through, started Crash Course in 2017 has gone all the way through Thrive, which is a year-long program where we do four 12-week projects together, you know, money management, healing old wounds, all that stuff, and is now one year deep into awakening. So just really, really excited for her to get to share. So first of all, welcome, Ilani. Thank you. I'm so excited. I just, I freaking just love you so much. And it was so much fun getting to spend time together in Costa Rica twice. We had two, we had, we had one like solo Costa Rica hang and then you were down here with us for the retreat, which is just so fun. But you girl, since we have met, you have just blossomed, like who you are, like your confidence, the missions that you're on for your life and the planet are just 
phenomenal. And so I'm really, really excited for you to share. And I know a big piece of this for you was really setting goals, learning how to like tangibly shift your life, like to take control of it. So can you give everyone just kind of a little bit of an idea of like, what did that look like for you in the beginning? Because sometimes people can look at people's lives and go, oh, well, they see you're after and they're like, oh, well, things are great. But what was it like for you? What was it like when you were stuck? Like, what was the impact for you? Like mentally, physically, emotionally, what was it like for you? Yes. So actually I struggle with ADHD and how that fits in to everything is that I do stuff impulsively and that can look like impulsive spending that can look like I'm going to go do this impulsive hobby and spend a lot of money on it and then drop it. So I have struggled with this for most of my life. I've only in the last five years have like started to figure out through, you know, support, how to work on that. And one of the big things that I've always wanted to do is to be able to set goals. And one of my goals was to stop the impulsivity, which has been a struggle for me. It was bad. I would say I would do some, I was going to stop doing something and then I would continue to do something. And it affected my relationships, specifically my marriage. It was a point of contention and it's, it just, it looked for the most part, it just looked like a lot of stuff I didn't need in my life. Got it. Got it. So it just felt like things were a mess because you couldn't quite find like direction. And that's so hard, right? It's like, we know what we want and we know that we should get there. And we're either like, especially, you know, when we're building that muscle of impulsivity, like we're not building a muscle of discipline we're not building a muscle of like slowing down, having a plan. And it just like, it ends up being like total reactionary mode. Yes. And how it looked like is there was random stuff in my apartment I didn't need. There was hobbies that I would spend a couple hundred dollars on. And I haven't gone back to that hobby. I wasn't goal setting. It was just, it was a hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. And then it just turns into clutter. It turns into emotional clutter in your relationship. It turns into physical clutter in your house. Before you know, you just got a bunch of clutter. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, yes. So I know that you had mentioned that inside of KCAT, there were a couple of specific modules that were actually pretty recent for you in Awakening that were a big aha moment for you because you came into KCAT, like we were focusing on athlete stuff and then you broke it. So you guys get Kailani like started crash course and then proceeded to break her ankle. And um, she was like, oh my God, like, what do I do now? Are you going to kick me out? How does this work? And I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. We're going to figure it out like one thing at a time. So it has been like a long process. And so in this process, you know, we worked on some physical goals. We worked on some, you know, mindset goals and things like that. But for you, this, this awakening goal or this awakening project of becoming a goal digger. Yes. We said goal digger was a really, really big one for you just in terms of now, as you've evolved and grown, now you're looking to build your yoga practice and things like this. So what was it for you inside of that module? Like how did like studying that module, what did you take on? What did you really learn? Just for the people that are listening that are like, I'm impulsive too. Like what are the aha moments that you had that you started putting into place? So the big one for me was to like find someone to keep you accountable. And we talk about that in KCAT with the physical stuff, which that was always easy for me because I I played roller derby for five years. The physical portion of that was actually very easy for me. I just needed a little bump, but it was more of the emotional 
and the impulsive that I, I needed help with. I tend to keep stuff to myself, especially if it's a goal. I don't know why I do this, but I have done this. And my aha moment was halfway through the module, I was like, oh no, I could, for example, I'm working, my housing situation is going to change and I need to have a set amount of money. And I would normally keep that to myself and do nothing about it, but I have actually included my partner in on this and she keeps me accountable for it. So like my biggest aha moment was I don't need to keep this inside myself. I need to tell somebody about this. I need to tell multiple people about this because people will ask you about that. And if you keep it to yourself, you're, you have less chance of actively like completing the goal. So that was my biggest aha moment. My other one was micro goals, like setting smaller goals. I could set long-term goals till my face turned blue. Um, and I have in the past, but it's not going to actually do what I need it to do. And I'm not going to achieve those. So you've talked about this in every like case AT, Thrive, Awakening. What is your five-year plan? What is your 10-year plan? What is your one-year plan? But I had an aha moment during the Gold Digger thing that I could set micro goals and that could be monthly goals or weekly goals mm-hmm. that get into the larger goals. And so that's what I've been doing in terms of getting my yoga business off the ground in terms of financials, in terms of just what I want to accomplish in the next five to 10 years or even a year or a month. So those were my big, my big moments and how they fit in with my impulsivity is that they actually keep it under wraps because Mm -hmm. it's a set goal. I'm talking to someone, I am completing each goal. And since it's bite-sized, I can totally achieve it. So it feels a little bit more like reachable because you're not thinking about, oh, well, what does it matter? It's a month from now, a year from now, I'll figure it out later. It's like, no, no, no. My goal for like today, like my check off the list thing for today is this. And so it allows you to just keep it in your forefront. I think what you said is really interesting about not wanting to share your goals. And I think this is a really common thing for a lot of us. We tend to keep our goals to ourselves because we're afraid one that we're going to fail. So if we don't tell anyone about our goal, then when we fail at it, there's no one there to know that we failed. So it hurts a lot less. And, And number two is I think a lot of times we just don't think our stuff is important. Sometimes it's like, and you have this super freaking awesome goal of like building a, an amazing yoga practice. And, you know, for a lot of us, we think like, oh, people won't care, or I don't want to bother them with like my nerdy thing that I'm doing or whatever. But really the people around us are like the perfect people to share that with because they actually do give a fuck. And some of us, we just have to like, remember, like we actually are important to the people in our lives. And so realizing also that the importance of verbalizing your goals is so much when we talk about manifestation, when we talk about creating your own reality, like literally speaking something into the ether in a way that's not like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about trying to maybe like start a yoga practice. It's like, hey, so I'm starting a yoga company. And like the difference between those two things and like the difference between the energy of what you're calling in is like so different. And I think that especially for you, because of that, that the impulsivity and the inability to like, see, keep seeing far out, like when you are doing daily 
little checkoff activities towards that goal, you actually feel more like you're achieving. You actually feel like, oh, I am building my yoga business today. Like I did something today to build my yoga business versus I'm going to build my yoga business in the future, maybe possibly, you know? And that's what I've struggled with in the past since getting my certifications. Like, oh, I'll do it later. Like this is a long-term goal. No, setting daily goals is actually like, oh, I did do something. It's not like I'm not doing something. It's excellent. I highly recommend everyone make micro goals. Micro goals. And I think the piece too is, you know, you said that it took you a little while and we talk about this inside of Crash Course a lot is it clicks when it clicks. You know what I mean? Like some people have their goal setting aha moment in week one. Some people have their goal setting aha moment in month six, but it's like, different pieces click at different times for different people. It's like you had to build up all of those little pieces in your brain to get to the point where when you hit this module, it was like, that's it. And then it was like, boom, off and running you are. Exactly. Awesome. What do you feel like have been just kind of in the process of practicing that? What do you feel like your sort of like struggles have you had in that, in that process? I still somewhat struggle because I'm only human, but For me, it'd be like, I don't need to tell somebody this. And I'm like, but when you did, it actively worked and you set that goal and you made it. So like, I still struggle with not wanting to share, but so I have to continually find that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my friends about this. I'm going to talk to my partner about this. I'm going to do this. And then I guess for me, like having such a busy schedule, I work two jobs and I recently had a moment about that. Like, I don't need to work all the time. I can take time to work on other things. So setting my schedule so that I can be productive also hits these micro goals because when I get busy, right. I don't want, I, I, I forget that I'm going to do this or I'm not going to go and do it. So like I have sticky notes. I write on my hand. I'm that person. My goal works or I'll put it on my phone, like as a calendar reminder. So I still struggle, but I like, I'm finding tools that work and evolve. And sometimes my phone doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work. I don't look at my phone enough. So I'll move on to something else. Figure another one. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. And I think too, like what you said about, it's not about not having those moments of being nervous or whatever. It's about getting into the habit of like, you know, it's that whole like courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyways. But like, that's exactly it is just being like, no, 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 this is the thing that I'm committed to. And if I'm committed to it, I have to keep showing up for myself, showing up for myself, showing up for myself. Yes. So how does it feel to be kind of getting this stuff like more on autopilot. Do you feel like there's areas of your life now that really have through this process of studying and practicing become on autopilot where like, you know, we talk about a lot, we talk about the the four stages of learning, right? There's unconscious incompetence, which is like, you don't know that you don't know something. And then there's conscious incompetence, which is like, holy shit, I don't know that. And then there's conscious competence, which is okay, I know that I should be doing this and I have to think about it a lot. And then there's unconscious competence where, okay, I've done this thing enough that it's really more about who I am. It's not something that I do. It's just like who I am. It's part of like the fabric of my being. So where do you feel like through this process of study practicing, have you really gotten to the point where you've been able to remove some of that impulsivity and had sort of that 
forward thinking, grounded person, like become who you are? That is a great question. So I'm going to say, I'm going to make a disclaimer here. It's, this is not for everyone. I am on medication for my ADHD, which has helped a ton in this area. Again, it's not for everyone. I'm not a doctor disclaimer here, but for me, this has worked. So that plus like every morning I have 15 minutes until we have our staff meeting at the Mm -hmm. place that I work at. So I'll grab a sticky note and I'll start making my goals for the day because oftentimes I'll have a lot of downtime. So I can, if I'm not working on school or something else, I can work on something related to my yoga business or financial goals or any other goals that I've set for the day. So those Mm -hmm. are on autopilot for me. Another one is I am starting to be, how do I want to say this? Even enrolling other people into my plans is working. Like I'm excited to tell people about it. So it's getting easier than it was in the past. Those are my big three that are on autopilot for Mm -hmm. me. So it sounds like, it sounds like just sort of like the process of being a goal setter Mm -hmm. has just sort of become intrinsically part of what you do. It's what you do in the morning during your day. It's interwoven into it. Yes. And then the other thing that I want to add to this is this is mostly on autopilot. This is the one I'm working on the most, but implementing it. Mm -hmm. So actually I can set the goal, but I have to remember at some point during that day, I need to do something about it. Yes. Yes. Not just doing it and then doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So if you were talking to someone who was struggling with this, What do you feel like would be the five key things that you would share with them about causing a transformation in their life when it comes to setting goals, impulsivity, like really starting to create a life that they love? Yes, I love it. So find someone you trust who will keep you accountable. For me, that's my awakening crew. That is my partner. That is my best friend who I trust sharing stuff with. Even when it's scary, just do it. (laughs) My second one would be set boundaries when things do not align with your goals. So early on in my yoga practice, I was teaching at a studio that had a studio fee that I had to pay that I couldn't quite afford with my bills. So I had to set a boundary of, I'm not getting enough students to stay in this space. So for me, that was dropping that goal and going out and seeing if I could do it on my own or I could find another studio. So a setting a boundary is important because sometimes you'll have stuff that kind of align with your goals, but don't fit completely. Yeah. 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 My third one is set micro goals. So make your daily goals, your weekly goals, your monthly goals, and then make your year goal and then make your five and 10 year goal plan. I'm finding that with my impulsivity, it it all fits together. And I can see the big picture now. My fourth one is so be kind to yourself. If you struggle in this area, you can fall down, but you have to get back up. It is okay to fail. We are only human. So if you do it, if you do fail, it's okay. Try again tomorrow. And then my last one is celebrate your wins and then keep going. Yes. Right. Because it's one thing if you get to your goal and then you're like, cool, I got to my goal. What's the next thing? You have to enjoy it along the way. Yes. Awesome. Well, Kelani, I'm so freaking excited for you, dude. I'm excited what this next final year of awakening is going to bring. It's really fun watching you blossom from athlete into now amazing like business owner. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the time. I hope that everyone who has been listening to this has 
got some great nuggets out of it. If you have, please a screenshot, tag me, Killian, what's your Insta? It is Killy, K-I-L-L-Y, period, the, period, moose. Awesome. So tag us on Instagram, share us, let us know what you've taken away from this. You know, as I always say, life is a context for it. She who touches the most lives wins. And so thank you for taking this time to, to share what you've learned, share where you're growing. Um, it's just been so fun to watch and I'm just excited to see you keep growing. So thanks so much everyone for investing this time in yourselves and listening. If you want to know more about Crash Course and Transformation, you can go to chrissycrash.com. You can also message me on Instagram at Chrissy Crash or Facebook, Kristen Adolfi. And we will catch y'all in the next episode of the Chrissy Crash podcast. We'll see you later.